At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Once again, it's time for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. Thank you for finding the show as you do, subscribing to it through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. I hope you remember to rate and review the show. It really helps get more exposure, more ears to this show, which is very important to all of us out here. Which is why this is one of the best downloaded shows on Cannabis Radio, and it's because of all of you been giving your input. And if you want to give input to the show, you want to offer any feedback, or you want to recommend any guests that we should absolutely have on Blunt Business to get the real questions from me, then by all means, please email me, Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, at CannabisRadio.com. Again, that's Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O, at CannabisRadio.com. I highly recommend you do. My next guest recently announced that it has successfully completed the rigorous evaluation process and has received official USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, organic certification for a CBD ingredient lineup, which can be used in USDA organic finished products. This company is the only commercial-scale producer of USDA organic-certified cannabinoid ingredients with third-party verified non-detectable levels of THC. I'm here with the CEO of Socati, Josh Epstein, here on Blunt Business. Josh, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Let's go ahead and talk about plant-based organics. This is a subject that it's in the mainstream of business culture. Those words are key words. If you look in the stock market, financially, it, those are targeted words that people are really hearing and it's becoming much more prominent to hear on a regular basis. So the USD Organic Seal, let's talk about that first. That represents a comprehensive organic standard, a rigorous verification system. 
a set of effective enforcement mechanisms to safeguard the trust and credibility of organic products, mandating manufacturers to maintain rigorous organic standards from farming through production of final consumer packaged goods. Given the broad trend toward organic and cleanable products, Sakani believes the company and its partners are now uniquely positioned for the expected widespread shift of to premium USDA certified organic CBD products. It's a mouthful. So you said recently in a release, <laughs> quote, our mission has always been to provide the highest quality and most consistent CBD ingredients and finished products in the industry. Through a commitment to clean label initiatives, natural production practices, and significant investment in research and development, Sakani has now achieved the breakthrough of being awarded this certification, the gold standard for supply chain integrity, creating competitive differentiation and increased consumer trust at a time when the industry desperately needs it. Could not be more delighted to be able to now offer the compelling brand value of the USD organic seal to our partners and customers. So your company sought out to get this seal. Obviously, with the USDA's labeling on this, gives a lot of credence. Talk to me how this all came about. Sure. Um, so it, it really it speaks to something that, that we think is really, really important at this point in time in the development of this industry, and that is uh, trust. And supply chain integrity is a big part of that trust and uh, quality, uh, as well as uh, uh, the ability to produce um, a, a high, uh, a high quality, consistent product, um, that, uh, that basically is, is something that engenders trust at the consumer level for retailers, uh, and for brands. And so, uh, many, many months in the making, uh, you know, we, we've always operated at, uh, a level of standards, uh, from a quality perspective, uh, and it, that we think is, you know, in a fully regulated market, uh, would, would be, um, uh, in excess of anything that could, could ultimately be required. And this is just another, uh, another piece to that puzzle from our standpoint, having the USDA organic certification, uh, it, it, uh, it establishes the fact that we, uh, that we deserve that trust for our ingredients. Now with that said, the certification in place, now you're launching new organic CBD ingredients for brands looking to bring high quality organic CBD products to market. So you have organic broad spectrum oils, which are rich in other minor cannabinoids. Broad spectrum oils do not contain detectable levels of THC. Organic full spectrum oils, CBD oils rich in other minor cannabinoids, full spectrum contains legal amounts of THC at 0.3% or less. So take me behind the level of oversight and compliance USDA might have going forward with Sakati to keep this organic certification. Talk me behind the process of what happens now once you have the certification, what is, what's that has to be done to maintain? Yeah, and so as part of the program, uh, to maintain your, st your status, to maintain your certification, um, there are, are regular audits. So basically the the – their, their will in the future, after achieving the certification, uh, there will be follow-up audits to ensure that we are continuing to comply at the level that uh, that, that justifies and merits that certification. So it, it's not a, a one-time thing; it is an ongoing thing, and uh, it is you know, it, it's something that uh, exists. Obviously, everyone's familiar with the USDA seal and a host of products that, and that have you know continued to to grow in importance to people, um, and for the same reasons that that we believe they're going to grow in importance in the, in the CBD and, and cannabinoid world. Um, and, uh, and so, and, and the reason that that trust and the reason that that, 
um, is, is the case is that uh, it's not a it's not an easy thing to obtain and it's not an easy thing to uh, to continue to have over the course of time. So at this point, how often are these audits? And can you take me a little bit inside of what it entails? What are the expectations that are being made by the USDA when they come to visit the shop? Yeah, it's, they're they're annual. Um, they can come more often than that uh, if need be. And then to, to any extent that we add to uh, our product list, uh, that involves you know a follow up um, uh, meeting with uh, with the certifier to to get something else added to the kind of list of the category products that we would be able to produce. So, for example, if we you know had a, a broad spectrum product and then we wanted to add a full spectrum product that. That happens uh, by virtue of a of, of a communication with with the the certifier. So um, the uh, it, it's it's basically it's a test it's a uh, um, an audit of your your supply chain. It's an audit of your ability to segment off organic uh, processes from non organic processes from storage through manufacturing through uh, um, you know, every every aspect from in this particular case. Um, from you know the plant materials all the way through to to the uh, um, in our case ingredients, but ultimately through to finished products. So um, it's uh, you have to be able to have a level of of uh, supply chain integrity and, and transparency um, that allows for that, and that's what they're looking at. So I want to go and follow back up right now on what is going on with the certification and take it to a higher level, just because. I really want to just try to get a good gauge of where this stands out among other certifications, because obviously nobody's created a universal certification yet, obviously without any kind of a nationwide legalization or any kind of a uniform system of compliance and regulation in place. Something like this USDA certified organic seal is offers a lot of credence. And obviously, uh, you know, you're getting obviously a lot of regulation oversight by the federal government in this case. And be one of the few companies that are going to have that distinction. It's going to be it gives you a real good test of where things go, where other companies need to go ahead and be able to fo- follow this particular this line that should be crossed. It's a it's a bar that should should be met. Uh, talk to me about how you feel when it comes to this being considered a, a bar that mo- that all companies, you know, that are creating CBD related products that are looking for that organic certification. Talk to me how you feel that bar is. Um, it's a very hard bar to cross. And would that be something that you definitely would encourage that, that you think could be, it's a good standard or do you feel like that, you know, it, it's, it, they, they probably ask for a lot. Yeah. I, I, I think you, 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 you hit, hit the nail on the head. Like there, there isn't a universal standard right, um, right now in the marketplace that allows for, um, people to look at something and know, you know, this means A, B, C, or D about this product. This, and in this case, obviously, it's it's about the sustainability. It's about um, the the organic the organic uh, certification and what that entails. Um, but um, you know, like GMP for example, good manufacturing practices, it's very important. But at a consumer level, that's not something that really people know and understand unless you're in the industry or in some form of a manufacturing uh, industry that's not something that people are familiar with um at the consumer level though as, as i mentioned oh, virtually everyone sees the usda stamp and seal on 
a host of products that they use as part of their everyday lives. Right. Um, and, and that's why we think it's so important because really it, it is the first, I think, universally kind of known um, the stamp of approval that uh, that's, that's going to exist in the CBD and, and cannabinoid industry um, that, that does resonate at the consumer level. And, and, and it solves for or addresses at least um, what we think is one of the bigger challenges right now in the industry, and that is um, a, a, a engendering a level of trust at the consumer level um, when there there is a lot of you know um, misinformation, disinformation, or you know products on the market that uh, that perhaps don't deserve that trust. And I'll tell so you, we're going to talk about we, that after the break. I want to talk about just the level of consistency that's out there in the market because. It is not. It's very volatile, as a matter of fact. But I want to make this point before we go to break, uh, Josh. I like the fact the USDA is coming with a certification that this, uh, obviously, we've had the issues with the FDA and just trying to get ourselves together where, uh, you know, we're looking for the government to help with assistance. This right here is one of the first moves to create a uniform, universal system of certification to so that people will have a bar they must they, they should be reaching to really, you know, I think we'd be taken seriously. I think that's where, at least from my perspective, that everybody should be trying to strive to a level that the government will go and oversee. Because if we're trying to at least show real progress here as an industry, then the doors, the levers are going to be opened up for more uh, opportunities and for more interstate commerce, for, for legalization in the forefront. It's in a matter of time. But you know, putting a good foot forward is definitely a great way to go and get started for a lot of companies. Hopefully they're looking to follow that same path that Socati's taking. So I'm here with Josh Epstein, the CEO of Socati, and that's S-O-C-A-T-I. Come back. We have some more questions with Josh. I want to talk more about uh, really to get that seal. What is it that Socati does inside, behind the scenes that really gives them the chance to make this distinction? We'll talk about that. And also, we talked about just before the idea of what is the consistency of the products that are going on in the CBD space. Well, the FDA put out a report about that. We're going to talk about the findings of that coming up after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Josh Epstein, the CEO of Socati, and that's the leader in defined spectrum hemp ingredients. You want to look at their website, go ahead and take a look at Socati.com. That's S-O-C-A-T-I.com. And take a look for yourself. So coming back to Socati, Josh, backed by stringent internal and independent testing, 
your Montana-based cannabinoid ingredient manufacturing facility complies with also global food safety initiative, recognized benchmarking requirements, and adheres to the good manufacturing practice standards or GMP standards for manufacturing. I've heard a lot about that, especially overseas and in Canada more specifically. So now all organic ingredients through Socati are tested and verified by third-party labs, produced in a GFSI certified food-grade processing facility, non-GMO, kosher, and made to ingredient grade specifications. That's a lot to follow up on. Take me behind the resources and manpower you have in place to keep this in terms of compliance and quality control, the standards, how you put them together, and how they would these standards would stand up to every other cannabis market worldwide. Sure. So I think the starting point here is, is that um, our team is, has been in the the broader ingredients world outside of the cannabinoid industry for, you know, co- collectively decades. Um, our, our COO is formerly president and CEO of one of the largest flavor houses in, in the world. Uh, for example, our QAQC team um, was in the, uh, again, broader ingredients space for the food industry, for the supplements industry, for, um, for cosmetics as well. So um, there's a, a long kind of history among our team of knowing how to operate in a regulated and, and compliant environment um, for you know ingredients that would that would go into various products and different categories uh, in, in regulated markets. So that's that's the starting point is the know-how and the and the years and years of experience being able to to do that. And then I think secondly, I think um, the the most important part about all these things is documentation of all your processes, all your practices. Everything has to be. Um, memorialized into a uh, a, a set of uh, of pretty extensive paperwork saying this is how we do things, and then uh, and then documentation of when you are actually doing those things that you're complying with those standards. So whether it's USDA organic, whether it's GMP, whether it's GFSI, Global Food Safety Initiative, um, it's all about laying out what you're going to do, how you do it, and then doing what you you put in that in that. Uh, layout of, of your plan and, and your, your manufacturing practices. Uh, that's the key. The key is documentation and, and then abiding by the documentation. Now, this is very important. And I've actually talked to a previous guest, and I have a few other guests I'm going to be asking the same question to because the study that the FDA came out recently is titled Sampling Study of the Current Cannabidiol Marketplace to Determine the Extent that Products are Mislabeled or Adulterated. Now, this shock me and i'm going to go through the numbers with you as well so this study this report revealed that many of the products tested contain thc that contain thc that was not identified on the labels in addition a majority of the products did not meet label claim for cbd content with either too little or too much cbd detailing poor quality control undisclosed thc and many cbd products so in the study 147 products were tested for 11 different cannabinoids, including CBD and THC levels. Out of 102 products that contain a specific amount of CBD, 18 of those products contain less than 80% of the CBD indicated. 46 products contained within 20% of the CBD indicated. 38 products contain more than 120% of CBD indicated. All over the map. And on top of that, of these, all these products, the FDA found that nearly half contained levels of THC above the limit of quantitation, which was 3.1 grams per serving. That's shocking. Now, again, your interaction with the USDA, 
Uh, do you know of any interaction between the USDA and the FDA and why you're able to move with the Sanders framework while other companies are winning the FDA to implement the 2018 hemp bill for CBD production and how, okay, the FDA is being very uh, critical of the industry, but where's the constructive uh, the constructive help to w- with an implementation that would help us get to the particular standard? Some are not following the certification you're doing, but what can we do to get, up to, that, get to that level? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's um, you know, these are all just examples of what happens when you don't have a set universal uh, standard for for production, so for your manufacturing practices, as well as for analytical. So you, you don't have a standardized analytical um, set of, you know, of, of for each cannabinoid when you're testing this, a set of standards um, that, are, that are measuring consistently the content of the products. And so you from lab to lab at this point might get fairly different and sometimes vastly different CBD readings or THC readings. You have some labs, you know, to, without getting too granular here, but you have some labs who have yeah. one level of detection for THC and you have other labs that have a vastly different level of detection. So um, if you don't have a standard for that, then, you know, in some cases, someone might send something to a lab that has a higher level of detection and and it says non-detectable, but then uh, you send it to a different lab and it's detectable. So it all comes back to the, the big need here, which is, um, you know, not just at the USDA level, but so that so that this industry can continue to grow and thrive uh, at, from the FDA standpoint, um, analytical standards, manufacturing standards. And then in Sakati's case, we've we've invested quite a bit in in-house analytical capabilities. We work closely with um, with labs to make sure that our standards are in line with theirs um, so that we know, you know, what they're doing before we ever work with them in terms of how they test for this. And we can, you know, confirm that what, what we're seeing on a, in an analytical result is A, accurate, and then B, is going to be consistent across across labs to the extent that we can. I think, uh, you know, part of, part of this challenge is um, that some labs, you know, you try to work with the, uh, the, the highest kind of order of labs that you can, and that's, that's uh, obviously a really good step. But until you have kind of a standardized testing protocol and analytical standards across across the industry, you're going to have some inconsistencies. And that's what I think you see with that report is um, it's, it's very much an indication of the fact that, uh, that you don't have you don't have that yet. And this is why it's important for the implementation of the, the FDA hemp bill it's for that to get it in the play. Okay, you want to continue to ask for feedback from the public. Let's just get some kind of framework started now and then add on and amend to it as we go along. But at this point, it's much more of a crucial situation to put a bear, put a standard out there for all these CBD companies, You know, whether they're taking the, the CBD uh, or, or TAC-related uh, materials, creating a product. They need to be held to held accountable to what they're putting into the product. They're, when it goes to the manufacturing level, that standard has to be put into play. And then, again, at least some kind of barrier to start off with, because right now there is nothing. Everybody's just kind of just going on their own. That's why you have 147 products that are completely different and misleading as a, as a fact of, of that, whether it's in a good or a bad sense. These kind of problems need to be rectified. So I implore where the USDA at least is offering something that shows a certification. The FDA needs to have standards in place. The government just needs to come together 
if you're offering the opportunity to have all these standards put in the place, let's get them out there. If it's not all etched in stone and perfect, let's at least put something out there to get started with. Some kind of, you know, initial framework, work from there, and continue to amend. It's like a constitution. Why can't we just do that? I don't get why we can't. I, I don't either. I, I agree with you very much on this point. I think you can accomplish so much of the you know, objectives that, that the industry needs and, and, uh, and I think a very significant portion of which really greatly desires just by establishing um, baseline protocols and standards for manufacturing and for analytical testing and defining a few terms as well. I mean, I think part of the, part of the challenge too is that, uh, you know, there's no real defined terms for things like full spectrum, broad spectrum, isolate, all, all the various products that uh, are out there on the market right now. And if you did that, if you could do those things, you would, uh, you'd be pretty a decent way down the road to, uh, to getting a normalized um, and very, you know, consistent um, suite of products out there on the market that uh, started to solve for some of these challenges that you see. Not to mention, I know, I, I'm so positive. There are a lot of companies like Socati that want to be able to go ahead and live up to a certain standard because that's what they want to do. They want to offer the best for their customers, the highest quality standards as possible. So let's get some framework. Let's give a roadmap for these people to go where they need to go with this. That's where I come from. Now, I want to move along into some other questions, but we got to go back to another break. I'm here again with Josh Epstein, CEO of Socati, S-O-C-A-T-I.com. Take a look at the website. As we go to break, we'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Back with final questions. We're in the home stretch with Blunt Business and Josh Epstein, the CEO of Socati. So Marijuana Moment, they reported on this recent story that two U.S. senators representing Oregon sent a letter to the head of the USDA imploring to make a series of changes to the agency's proposed hemp rules before they're finalized. So Oregon Senators Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley uh, signed this letter and expressed concern about two regulations that USDA had temporarily lifted following stakeholder feedback, but seems intent on reinstating in the long term. The policies required that hemp be tested at labs certified by the DEA and that law enforcement be involved in the crop's disposal if it contains excess THC. While the, the USDA announced in February it would temporarily suspend enforcement of those rules, the senators note that the department's website contained a list of approved laboratories for hemp testing that are exclusively DEA registered. I don't know if I want the DEA involved with this. It feels like just when I hear that, I just feel like there's some kind of a criminal audit here with the product. What kind of risk could come from this intervention from all these government agencies would it raise concerns to you, the fact that the DEA, that these, uh, you know, some of the Congress people want to have the DEA involved with what's going on here in regulation? Yeah, I think, uh, well, first, first of all, we, um, you know, we, we, we buy biomass and we contract for it um, using our seeds, but it's, it's not, uh, you know, it, 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 it's not, it's not the core of what we do. So I don't want to sure. speak too extensively about something that um, it's not our core business. That said, 
um, you know, I think you also limit the number of, of potential labs um, that are out there, which um, just makes it more difficult and uh, more expensive to get consistent, yeah. high quality um, analytical, you know, in, in, a, in a rapid enough fashion that you are getting, you know, better data on what's going into the products. And I think, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's part and parcel to one of the biggest challenges, I think, just generally in the industry, which is, um, you know, this threshold over which you go from being a, a you know, a non-scheduled substance to a scheduled substance. Um, and then adding that DEA layer, yeah, I think it, it, uh, it definitely gives some pause to farmers who are, you know, good actors and trying to be involved in the industry and uh, it makes them nervous to have the DEA involved. I think um, that, that's one of the, those, those are the two kind of, from a, you know, ch- challenges to the industry standpoint, aspects of that piece of it that I think uh, a lot of people are concerned about. It's amazing. I, I just think about when I look at this and I'm saying to myself, <sighs> I mean, I, I just don't know what the intent of of all that's about, why the extent of that. And the thing is, it's just a matter of, I like that where there are certain companies that, I mean, again, if we just have a regulation, if we just have a certification, a standard, something that says, okay, if uh, right now, obviously with Socati, you offer private labeling of products. And we know if anybody wants to go and put a different label on it as a third party with your products, they're going to get the best. That's not even a question there. So the fact that this is going on uh, has to go in and come into play and say that, um, you know, with all this extra overreach by having the DEA involved, let's let the USDA and FDA handle this themselves. Let's let them figure this out, get this right. Because obviously what's holding this back by doing all this is that, you know, this is a great, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Josh, we talked about the fact that, you know, organic certification, it's important because right now talking about plant-based foods, plant-based products, that is becoming front and center of mainstream society right now. If people want to get into that, then please, by all means, let's allow organic out there. Obviously we see the supermarkets, we see food. This is in the same vein. This should be, uh, taking the advantage of the opportunity right now while the iron is hot is what you want. And to have the government come in and intervene and collude a little bit with this is not constructive. Yeah, I, I think generally speaking, we, like a lot of the, play, the, the, the companies in the space, they just want the rules of the game and they want them to be designed in such a way that, frankly, that they ensure what kind of FDA, USDA, like everyone's, I think, most concerned about, which is, um, being able to have consistent products, being able to know what's in the product, being able to know what's not in the product, i.e., you know, things like residual solvents, heavy metals, pesticides, um, all those things come back to manufacturing standards, analytical standards, um, and creating a, a system that people can operate with and start to develop the other things that I think are, uh, you know, the FDA stated purpose, which are, you know, building of efficacy data and building um, you know, more and more safety data along the way. So I think uh, you accomplish all those things with, uh, with a few, you know, key regulatory guideposts and, uh, and outlining the rules of the game in such a way that, that it, uh, it, it creates an incentive for those who are abiding by those levels of standards and creating high-quality products. And that's, I think, what a lot, a lot of people in the industry um, want, and they want this to be treated as a... Um, you know what it, what the farm bill intended it to be which is 
you know, this is a, a farm commodity product that's going to be put into a host of different types of products and can be put into a host, it already is, but can be put into a host of different products. Everyone, for the in large part, who's active in the industry is trying very hard to make sure that the THC levels are not above the level of compliance. Um, there's very few, I think, bad actors out there from that standpoint. Um, and um, you know, recognizing that fact, laying out the rules of the game, and making them such that people can operate uh, in, a, in an efficient way is, uh, is what the industry really you know, very much needs. Agreed. And I'm glad that companies like yours are making the initiative right now to move forward to create that opportunity. To, to really, honestly, I hadn't heard anything about this organic certification seal until now. So to see that here, the other companies should try to go ahead and follow suit. That's really what it should come down to. And you know, I love what you're doing. I love the, the product that you have out here, obviously. Just looking at everything that's here. Offering great products. And again, to offer the quality of the products and to allow somebody else to go put a label on it and get it out there. And to take the trouble of getting of, of working with the USDA to get this seal, to get the certification so that's out there. I mean, obviously, other companies, other organizations are trying to create their own certification seals. But again, to have it come from the federal government is the is the, the benchmark that's what you got to have there has to be a benchmark overall and that's we when agree. everybody can take the industry very seriously yep we we, we couldn't agree more and th- thank you for the for the kind words as well i think uh you know it, there's there's a you know a real opportunity here to you know start doing the things that are going to to establish that trust and, and this is a, a big part of it we're, we're thrilled that uh We've, we've managed to accomplish it, and uh, there's still a lot to be done and from a regulatory standpoint, but, uh, you know, we, we feel good about what we put on the market, and, um, and that's, uh, that's a big step. So um, we, uh, we, we thank you, though, for, uh, like I said, uh, uh, your, your compliments. Thank you. I'm, I really much appreciate it. Like I said, if I'm looking at this, I, wanted to, I want to get myself into a business. Uh, well, okay, I want to ask this. If I was a small business owner, if I'm an entrepreneur, and I want to get myself in and start offering products. I want to get into the main. I want to get in and become. Uh, I want to be able to go and sell the products. Put a name on it, whatever it is. Uh, Blunt Business Essentials, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and just say, okay, yeah. I'm going to Sakati for private label. You offer a variety of products uh, from beverages, the consumables, the tinctures, the gummies. And you have a product catalog you can download so you can take a look at all the products that you have available out there. Uh, you know, talk to me about, you know, the size and scale of uh, what kind of investment are are people looking at if they're looking to go ahead and work with you? You know, it, it really does run the gamut. I think we have folks that are, are looking just to launch a brand from scratch. Um, we have folks that are in the market already and looking to differentiate and they already have kind of a established customer base, but they see the value in being able to differentiate based on um, having the USD organic seal. So they're looking to kind of either launch a new suite of SKUs that, that are organic or transition from non-organic to organic. Um, so I don't think that there's a one size fits all. I think it can range anywhere from, you know, a very small investment of, you know, less than, less than 10,000 units to get started, get an e-commerce site up and running. Um, or, you know, some of the larger players in the market who are forward thinking and, and they, they want to get the USD organic seal as fast as they can, in which case, you know, and, and if it's a full transition of a product lines over to organic, it's, uh, you know, it can be a very big project. So 
we, um, we, 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 we try to be able to serve kind of all facets of the market within reason and, um, and various, you know, products, product types and pro- various categories of products, um, you know, uh, the, of which, as you know, there are a multitude. So uh, it's, um, you know, it, it, we're, we're, we're trying to just be a high quality option for anyone who is looking to launch products and want that organic seal and high quality consistent ingredients. Um, and, uh, and, and so far I think we're, we're doing a pretty good job of it. That's great news. So again, I, I, I don't know if it's going to draw people over to go ahead and check it out, but I hope it does. And you know, I, I like what you're doing uh, again. This is Thank the you. kind of direction we're looking for. We want more companies to go and start following the same suit. So again, Josh Epstein with Socati again, S-O-C-A-T-I.com. Josh, uh, thank you again. Real quickly before we go and drop off, uh, how can people go and follow along with the news that's going on with what your company's doing, social media handles, other things they should look at on the website? Yeah, everything goes through uh, Sakati.com. So uh, keeping up with what we're doing, we, we uh, I don't think we overwhelm with, uh, with, with press releases, but whenever we have something significant, we, we definitely try and get the news out there. So uh, USD Organic being a, a great example of that. So everything will flow through, uh, flow through that website. All right. Sounds good. Josh Epstein, again, Sakati, CEO. Uh, com. Yep. it is. Uh, Josh Epstein, the CEO of Sakati. Yep. Thanks for being on with us here with some business. And, of course, listeners, thank you for listening to another edition here on the program. As you always do, come back next week for another episode. We'll talk to you next time. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.